At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. This is the DC CityCast with Frank Hanrahan, presented by Bet Rivers. Friday edition of the DC CityCast presented by Bed River Sportsbook. Frank Hanrahan from VEASAN. It is the day after the Wizards made their 10th overall selection first round NBA draft. And they select Johnny Davis out of Wisconsin. Um, I guess the overall feeling is, what'd you think? I mean, I you know we're told that it's a great pick. We're told that he will uh, compete hard. And he will be a great addition to the Wizards. And, of course, all remains to be seen. We will discuss the Wizards selection and the NBA draft and what the Wizards uh, can look forward to moving ahead with Danny Ruye, Grant and Danny show on 106.7. He's going to stop by and we're going to chat. We're longtime uh, Wizard uh, chatterboxes. Love to <laughs> chatterboxes. Love to talk about the uh, Wizards and uh I'm older than him, so I actually can remember when the Bullets won the championship. I don't think Danny was around just quite yet. May have come a few years after the fact. But I was alive the last time the Bullets were in the NBA Finals. I can't say that much for uh, a lot of you who've gone 45 years without even a, a taste, even a sniff of competing for an NBA championship. Does this selection get them closer? We'll discuss uh, coming up in, in just a few minutes. I do want to get into the Nationals visiting the Texas Rangers tonight as they continue their road trip. They just lost the Orioles the other night in that rain-shortened game, a uh, game in which I gave out the Birds, and they won 7 nothing. Uh, also, 
Whether you're cheering on Tampa Bay or Colorado, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for the latest odds, promotions, and boosts throughout the finals. Every game of the playoffs, log into Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook and place three $10 same game parlays to receive a free $10 bet. Claim your free Bet Rivers Game 5 matchup on Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Presented by Rivers Casino Portsmouth. Must be 21. Playable in Virginia. Only gambling problem. Call 1 888 532 3500. And checking out Bet Rivers tonight. The NHL Finals. The Avs are uh, actually. Minus 182 on the money line. Tampa Bay plus 155. Total tonight is six. I gave you the under the end of the night, which was a winner. Stay away from the total. I will take the dogs, the lightning, plus 155. Give me the lightning to, uh, yes, to strike and cut the series to three to two. But my picks tonight for the uh, MLB, I'm going to take the Rangers hosting our Nationals. Uh, Nationals, uh, you know, they're struggling this year. And I believe they'll they'll start off with a, a tough L on the road. So give me the Rangers tonight, minus 175. Money line that bad boy against your uh, against the Texas Rangers. Nats are going with uh, Paolo Espino tonight pitching. He is 0-1-2-2-9 ERA opposed by Dunning, who's 1-5 of 4.38 ERA. But I'm not letting that one and five record scare me. Rangers are 33 and 35. They're actually sub 500 at home, 16 and 18. Nats are 25 and 47 overall, 13 and 21 away from uh, DC. And that's why I'm going to take the Rangers tonight at Bet River Sportsbook at minus. 175. But let's get into the NBA draft. When we return, I'm going to hit up my man Danny Ruye from 1067 The Fan. We're going to chat Wizards, their selection, State of the Wizards, and plenty more. So don't you go anywhere. That's next on the DC CityCast, presented by Bet River Sportsbook. I'm Frank Handrahan from VEASAN. Bet River Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today to sign up. Presented by Rivers Casino Portsmouth, must be 21, playable in Virginia only. Gambling problem? Call 1 888 532 3500. All right, let's bring on Danny Ruye, uh, host of uh, Granted Danny on 106.7 The Fan here in D.C. Uh, and we are maybe one of the few remaining holdovers from covering this team for many years and actually caring about this team. And oh, by the way, no one is paying us to say anything positive or negative about this team. This is all our opinion about the Washington Wizards. Danny, what's up, man? How are you? <laughs> what do you say, my friend? It's uh, you know, much ado about nothing tonight, I feel like. Yeah. I remember... The Wizards are linked. They're interested in moving up to four and trading yeah. for Malcolm Brogdon in, mm. you know, reinventing basketball. And they stayed at 10 and drafted a pretty good college player. He, yeah, he's a pretty – look, I'm totally underwhelmed. Um, I saw him being interviewed after he worked out for the Wizards, and he said he patterns his game after Bradley Beal. Or he'd like mm. to pattern his game after Bradley Beal, to which I would say, why would you draft another Bradley Beal if you're about to pay Bradley Beal $250 million? I don't understand why they need another. He's not a point guard, right? I mean, they're talking no. about, oh, everybody's interchangeable in this day and age in, in NBA. Well, you still need a guy who can actually handle the basketball. He's not a one. He's a two, right? In college, he was a two. He was a scorer. 
Yeah, he, he's a, he, the guy reminds me of Frank, and I'm going to uh, test the wayback machine here for you. I, we insist on doing this in basketball, maybe more than any other sport. I, I don't know why, but I, mm-hmm. I have to do comps. It's the only way I'm comfortable. Remember Donald Williams from those great UNC teams yes. back in the 90s? Sure. A guy that was just a gifted scorer, maybe not the best spot-up shooter in the world, maybe a guy that wasn't going to you know, be a, a 45% three-point shooter on, on catch-and-shoot stuff, but just would get buckets, man. You'd look up the end of the mm-hmm. game and on, on a team with – you know, that was going to win 33, 34 ball games for Dean Smith, he was going to have 24 points and, and he would always come up big and, and it's a big moments. And, and Davis has a little bit of that to me, mm-hmm. but yeah, he's, he's a, he's a two guard. And yeah. the, you know, the idea, you know, you and I are a little bit more old school maybe than some of the new things. I embrace numbers and analytics and I like data and information. And, you know, we've heard a lot about this positionless basketball <laughs> and how, you know, the, the, the league has changed. And yet, right, right. guys, they still start a point guard, a two, a mm-hmm. wing, a power forward, and a center. Now, maybe some of those guys are interchangeable. And you look at you look at the Boston Celtics, for example, got to the finals switching every screen. Mm-hmm. The type of thing that our high school coaches would have screamed at us and called a softball is now, you know, sort of standard practice in the association. But, um, yeah, it's it, this is one of those when you're at 10 and the price wasn't right to move up, the price wasn't right to you know, kind of trade back and figure what else out. They took a productive player. They took the best player mm-hmm. on the board. You know, whether, whether you like A.J. Griffin more, that's eye of the beholder. I, I think maybe Griffin has a higher ceiling. But Griffin's injury history is what scared the hell out of me. The, the sharpshooter kid from Duke that made a bunch of big, uh, big shots for them. Uh, in, in a couple mm-hmm. different spots, uh, thinking of the ACC tournament in Brooklyn, where he he was pretty much the reason they beat Miami. Uh, They're talking about Griffin. Oh but yeah, some I remember that. Yes, scared some yes. folks uh, on him. So you know, you, you take the a guy that was pretty damn good in, in, in some big games in the Big Ten, uh, Big Ten Player of the Year, I believe, scoring just under twenty a game. But yeah, he's not a distributor. He's not a, a guy that's going to play make for you. He can get his own offense, which I think is an underrated, valuable skill set. Uh, for guys coming into the league, everyone wants you know this three and D type. Well, that sounds good, but you know that guy's just sort of waiting there with his shooter's pocket ready. And uh, you know, meanwhile, you need somebody to to go initiate that offense. And I think I think you know he he can get buckets on people, but as you said, it's kind mm-hmm. of a repetitive skill set here mm-hmm. uh, compared to what Bradley Beal has had. And we've seen you know the old ball handle. We've seen him be the guy that initiates the offense. Some good numbers, but then also, you know, you're going to deal with a bunch more turnovers. You're going to deal with right. some oh, yeah. bad end mm-hmm. shot clock, end game kind of situations from him. So uh, it, it's I'm with you. I'm whelmed. I like Davis. No, nothing wrong with Davis, but I'm kind of going, where are we going here <laughs> for, for the Wizards organization? What are we building towards? And look, I and God bless the folks that tweet that they love these picks and everything, but there's yes. a reason as to why we are sort of on that glass um, half-empty attitude because this team for years and years has done literally nothing, has accomplished nothing, and yet we uh, are told that we are headed in the right direction. Just give us some time. I mean, I heard GM Tommy Shepard, Danny, talk about, well, when Bradley went down, he, he tries to put off this McConaughey thing, by the way. Do you notice that? He tries to be really smooth. He's like, when Bradley went down, we were only two games under 500, and we were a playoff team. What? <laughs> right? So it's like, I feel like he's pitching his job to Ted Leonsis through the media and saying they're not that far away. We can argue till the sun comes down or goes up that they actually don't have that bad of a roster talent-wise. Um, but then there are a lot of other things that factor into them not succeeding for the last, what, six years ago, they actually had a decent ball club. Six years ago. Yeah, it, it, again, it, Frank, it's, it's, what's the stated goal? 
Right. Right. And, yeah. I mean, basketball is different. You know this, and, and I'm sure you look to do too. It, it's different than every other sport. We've seen it time and time again where wildcard teams in Major League Baseball have gotten hot, pitching's mm-hmm. gotten right, and, you know, a, a batter that was picked up, you know, over the waiver wire will carry a team to a World Series or, or, or something crazy like that. And you think of some of those Giants teams. The St. Louis Cardinals team won a World Series as a mid 80s win uh, type team. You see those two New York Giant teams, 9 and 7, 10 and 6 type teams. Mm-hmm. That got white hot down the stretch. The 2012 Ravens. There are moments when you'd rather be excellent than not. The process matters. I know that's a, a dirty word around basketball, but uh, but for the NBA, it's different. It's the overdogs, right? It's the right. it's the one player can play 80 percent of a game, dominate possessions on both ends of the basketball court, and make kind of an outsized influence. The best hockey player in the world right. know, still only plays 20 mm-hmm. minutes a night. It's just a different animal in, in this league. And you know, half the teams that don't make the postseason in a given year are actively not trying to make the postseason. So when you say we're a playoff team, it means you beat out two other teams that aren't doing so good. That's pretty much kind of the deal right. in, in, in a conference. That, right. That's not a good threshold to me. Mm-hmm. Are you a legitimate title contender? And I don't think anybody in their right mind would look at this Wizards team right. uh, of late, even with you know a poor, healthy Kristaps Porzingis. Uh, good luck keeping that the case. Right. You know, and, and Bradley Beal and kind of this core and say, yes, we have the beginning and the makings of a title contender. Let's double down on this and, and give a guy, a very nice player, a good player, you know, a quarter of a billion dollars. I've seen what it looks like when Bradley Beal's the best player on your team. Yeah. That's a 35-win group that, you know, is yeah. competitive on given nights, but is not good enough to be really good. When he's the second best player on a team with a point guard that was just, you know, killing himself to to, to play hard at both ends in John Wall, mm-hmm. he could win 49 ball games and be a Kelly Olenek, uh hot fourth quarter away from going to the right. Eastern Conference Finals right. where you would have gotten sandblasted. That's the best <laughs> it's been in my lifetime. You yeah, know? Oh, I know. So it's it's again it, it's if what's this if the stated goal is just to make the postseason I think you got the makings of that yeah. that's not my goal but I understand mm-hmm. that the fear of maybe kind of walking into the unknown and taking another big step back. What what what's your thought on Malcolm Brogdon? Look, I I sort of dig the guy. I like him. I think he's he's quality. I know he's got injury issues, but look. They they traded for a guy Chris Asporzingis who has injury issues. Every every player it seems has injury issues these days in the NBA. Sure. Um, I think everybody's tradable on this roster outside of Beal. If I'm being Tommy Shepard, if I'm not Tommy Shepard, everybody is on the trading block. Uh, that's a, a position that they do need to fill. What is your sense or just your overall take on Malcolm Brogdon as a potential player for the Wizards? Uh, it's man, it, this is so hard because I like the player. I, I'm with you. It's yeah. one of those, you know, it's one of those guys where if I've got to count on him for 82 games, I'm, I'm probably not going to feel great, right? Because mm-hmm. you mentioned the injuries. Uh, you met, he's kind of got that, you know, Andre Miller in his prime type game that's very much below the rim. <laughs> I thought about it's that not, too. <laughs> hesitation, dribble, angles, and and finding ways to get a shot off. It's very, it's very, you know, Sunday morning, 9:45 YMCA. <laughs> Uh, and end of a run type game, but uh, but the guy can play. I mean, obviously he's, he's a winner, heady dude, really smart. You know, just a, a good floor general in, in an era where kind of that's not in vogue right now. But you know, uh, he can play. It's again, how many times are we going to do whatever that is? Right, right. The, right. the the veteran point guard, maybe on the on the downslope, or someone that's coming off of injuries or whatever, sort of make that the plan 
Then when it doesn't work, we say, look, the toilet's clogged. But I give myself, I give myself credit for unclogging that toilet. <laughs> right. That's very Ernie Grunfeldian uh-huh. in, in terms of that. But again, I, I like Brogdon fine. I, I'm sort of I'm thrilled we didn't go, hey, here's the 10th pick. Yeah, yeah, well, Brogdon yeah, and then have right. to throw something else in. But at this point, Frank, honestly, I'm willing to mix it up. I mean, my my philosophy mm-hmm. on, on Tommy Shepard, I like Tommy personally, by the way. I, he's been nothing but great to us. And, right. and you know, at least he's made some, some media appearances that weren't just, you know, with sort of the hometown media uh, singing his praises. I mean, he's, he's answered questions. Mm-hmm. I think he's been more forthright, and a lot more accountable than his predecessor was, certainly. Yeah. But I, mm-hmm. I will say, I think for his first couple of years was about unclogging a really, really, really bad, badly clogged toilet mm-hmm. from Ernie Grunfeld, left down, just bereft. If you're not going to be great in the NBA, I, to me, it's about acquiring assets. It's about getting picks, getting young pieces, and, and figuring out a mix of who's going to stay and who you're going to use to find that superstar, to find that situation, to find that, hey, look, we're Philadelphia. We've got one extra really great player. Jimmy Butler's available right now because they're going to keep Tobias Harris over him. <laughs> we can pounce because we've got two or three guys that they might want and, and a stockpile of picks. That's what you should be doing here. Mm-hmm. So he's done a little bit of that, right, where they've – Got some fairly okay, nice pieces, right? I, I like Kispert's game. A little bit of an older player, obviously, with with the college experience. But that's a guy that kind of came into his own second half of the season this year. I'm not talking about him being a stud, but mm-hmm. he's got some Joe Harris to him, right? A contending team would absolutely might be interested For sure. in having that guy come off the bench and knock down some shots, Kyle Korver style. I, I kind of you know could imagine Denny Optia taking another leap, a, a guy that was such a young piece. He's not gifted offensively, but – can handle some sort of, you know, kind of backup point four type duties and guards mm-hmm. and people. Mm-hmm. That might be a piece. I'm not saying you get, you know, um, uh, a huge haul. You're not getting the no more overall pick for those kind of guys, but you develop assets to use as you see fit. I mm-hmm. think they're starting to do some of that, but I'm kind of wondering, are you competing at the same time? Cause you're going to, you're about to give Beal 250 million bucks. <laughs> right. like you said. You're going with Porzingis and you know, are, are we, Building, rebuilding, we're trying to win a little bit more. Mm-hmm. That's the incremental sort of improvement that Grunfeld always tried to sell, which you know leads you on a treadmill to nowhere, which ends up giving you all your first-round picks to Phoenix in consecutive years. You know, that's yeah. not really that exciting yeah. to me. No, no, it's 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 a strange um, approach, and when they've tried it for so many years and it's not working, then they they just stick with it. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I mean, the guy that I actually liked. Uh, was was Jalen Duran out of Memphis, only 18. And mm-hmm. look, I'm not trying to be a copycat of teams, but you see how the Celtics did it with Williams being a bit, a bit of a factor there in the postseason, getting his game together. And you got Gafford, who's still out there. You got Kuzma still out there. So, you know, talk about drafting a young big. There was your opportunity to do that. I, I just felt like they're spinning their wheels drafting another swingman because, look, they've got Kuzma. They've got Kispert. They've got Rui Hachimura. They've got KCP. Forgot about him. I, I, I just don't understand. And, again, I, I get this, and I saw that in their press conference. The Again, we're talking about there's positionless players now, which is almost like an excuse of, yes, we drafted the exact same type of player. <laughs> again, right? <laughs> but, like, we, but, 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 again, we still need a point guard, even we though still, we're positionless. Right? We're shopping right? for a point guard. We're shopping for a point yeah. guard, even though we're positionless. Yeah. That's a great point. And, look, like you said, it's just it, – it doesn't make any sense to have Beal bringing the ball up when he's so turnover prone. Um, you know, if they are going to stick with this plan where they're just in mud, like 
this year, for the love of God, you know, Wes Unsell Jr. has got to take and create and mold some sort of identity. I don't know what the hell happened last year. I really don't. I, I, I look back at that season and I go, what exactly did they accomplish? They got rid of Bertanz's contract. Remember that two years ago when, when Tommy Shepard yeah. was talking about turning down two number one picks for that guy? I mean, that's that to your point, that's when you make you pull that trigger and go, you know yep. what? Bang, here we go. Now we're building for the future and they refuse to do it. Yeah. Uh, when you, Whenever you hear, you know, the, the path not chosen, I think of the Sacramento Kings taking – Marvin Bagley Jr. Huh. instead of Luka Doncic. Right, you know, I mean, right. there's there's a million of those that, that are always come kind of come up around now. Yeah, it's I, I'm kind of a lost for words. I forgot <laughs> about that pretend thing. That, by the way, was Sorry. kind of a nice little uh, kick to the Sorry. jokes there, my friend. Sorry, my no, bad. But, yeah. but, but I, I want to get back to the to, to the point you made about the bigs. I, I, this this is interesting to me as well because we we keep hearing about how. The traditional big man is going the way of the dodo, and then Kevon Looney was huge in, yeah. in uh, you know, in, in in a championship run for Golden State. You mentioned Robert Williams when he was healthy, yeah. and he was just a demon, especially on the on the on the defensive end, you know, helping mm-hmm. board. Um, it's one of those things where it reminds me again. Forgive me for using another baseball analogy, but you know what. The whole point of Moneyball from from Billy Bean and company that revolutionized baseball wasn't necessarily on base percentage, right? That's how Brad, mm-hmm. Brad Pitt portrayed it in the movie. It was what's the undervalued marketplace? What's the undervalued community for us to be able to build a team? Yeah. And the Nationals did this in their World Series run in 2019. The entire game, all of the sport had gone younger. It was more important for a, for a team to pay, mm-hmm. a, you know, a 21 year old a fraction of what they would pay a 30 year old and get 65. 70% of the production for 10% of the cost. Mm-hmm. And you can build pretty good that way. Well, the Nationals saw a soft spot in that market, and they went after guys like Howie Kendrick, which yep. you wouldn't normally be able to afford 10, 15, you know, kind of 20 years before. Some of the veteran guys out of the bullpen that they acquired for next to nothing. Next thing you know, you get up, you know, a well above market performance from guys that where there was a soft spot in that marketplace. The reason I bring that up, Frank, is mm-hmm. I, I could see that happening with center. The days of you know, DeAndre Ayton going 1-1, I don't want to say they're over because there's always going to be the next big mm-hmm. center that can do everything, but but that's now kind of the cautionary tale. You know, a Mark Williams, a guy that has a 9-foot-9 standing reach and dunks everything and, and, and shot 73% of the field for a national title contender, that guy could help somebody. Yeah. Dylan Duran, the guy uh-huh. you mentioned, could, could help somebody. Now, I don't know if it's if it's like when we were kids that he was he's going to be a Moses Malone type player where the offense runs through him. He's 25 and 13, you know, tapping rebounds to himself. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we're there, but but again, if if we're at 10 in that kind of you know mid to late lottery kind of late first round, is that a competitive advantage that mm-hmm. you can do that? I know. Everyone will go small and run you out of it, but you still got 30 minutes a night where you got to deal with one of those guys, you know. And that's something that that that, that could be valuable mm-hmm. again, especially once you get out of this transformative franchise top three or four pick type range, you know. So it's an interesting thought you had. It just it got me to thinking. Let me ask you about the uh, the coverage real fast because I can't believe ESPN is doing what they're doing. They literally had Wojnarowski give away the pick before it was announced. <laughs> he was live tweeting. <laughs> During a uh, not even live tweeting, he was tweeting the broadcast himself, giving away the picks before it actually happens. I look, I don't know what's going on, but they got to stop doing that because it was so anticlimactic. Even though it was going back and forth, whether it was Bancaro or it was Smith or then or Holmgren or whatever, and it, it ends up on Bancaro with with uh, Wojnarowski spoiling it before it is even announced. I, I don't know what they're doing, dude. 
Well, there's there's a million gripes I have with it. Number one, <laughs> and, and, not, and not the least of which, by the way, for 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 betting purposes, right? It's not something I I partake in specifically, but you know when when I've heard that Jabari Smith is the odds-on favorite to bet, and I'm putting that down, uh, you know, this morning or something like that. Right now, all of a sudden, you know, that that's a report. Now, all of a sudden, Ben Carroll was the prohibitive favorite to go yep. number one. I'm pretty pissed off. That's number, that's the first yep. thing I thought of. But but number two, again, what's the stated goal of the coverage here? If the stated goal is to get the the picks to us as fast as humanly possible, then do that. Mm-hmm. But that's not what they're doing. We're, we're doing people's drip. Uh, we're doing uh, you know the host shtick back and forth. So and much stick. Yeah, everybody's chuckling and laughing about this, that, and the other thing. And you know, it's it's all Jay Billis can do to get a word in about. <laughs> I, I I understand we're trying to you know entertain the masses here, and they want to make this very accessible. But this this is this is a problem I have with 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 sports in general. Yeah. When you get to the big events, right? When you get to the Super Bowl, uh, for example, again to, to borrow from football, you almost forget about the fan. You almost forget about the you know the forty five right, year old. Right. Uh, a suburban dude with two fantasy teams that's wearing the jersey that you know got you here. That mm-hmm. that's the guy that made you rich. So when you're like, here's uh, Lady Gaga with uh, I don't know uh, Taylor Swift also. Like you're not serving your clients. I understand no. it's a bigger, broader event and people are tuning in for the first time in some cases. But every once in a while, it's okay to take care of your existing customers. That's Correct. Kind of the point I'm making here. Mm-hmm. And you know, us hoopheads are sitting here going. Yeah, but where does he fit with this team? Or where does he fit in terms of a rotation? Good pick, bad mm-hmm. pick. Do you get it? Do you like it? It's a lot of drip. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, sort of uh, kind of like let's try they to catch parents. somebody in awkward moments yeah. and things and parents. and Can't and, believe uh, they have it, parents. It, 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 the whole thing just really isn't for me anymore. And that's yeah. what's what's frustrating. You, like, if there was still if there was a channel where I felt like I could get kind of that hardcore information, I'd, t- I'd go there. But now, you know, mm-hmm. this is – this is it. It's just kind of this, and then you, and not even to mention again that the point of spoiling the pick beforehand. The, the thing I try to remember is the only caveat I'd offer is, you know, we're all we're we're very online. You know, you and I, and I think a, a lot of us, especially in sports yeah. media, are the majority of folks are not sitting here on Twitter refreshing right, the feed, right. looking at Woj bombs, figuring right. out that you know that Jaden Ivey's not not actually going four but five. You know, but most people are watching as as it unfolds. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of uh, a bank hair going one? I, I said this uh, on Thursday. Chet Holmgren terrifies me, and I would not draft him. He's mm. just, he's just too thin. That, I mean, that just sounds ridiculous. But there's something about his game. I, I it, Not saying it brings back shades of Adam Morrison, but mm. I, I wish him the best. I would not have selected him at two. OKC had their heart set on him. But, uh, you know, I saw a little bit of Ben Carroll during the tournament. I, I don't think I've seen enough of him. Um, but is is you talk about positionless player? He he, who does he's a little bit of boozerish. I don't know. Like, can he shoot the three? Is he yeah, worthy better, of being number one? Than, better stroke than boozer. A little bit okay. less physical uh, okay. th- than he was. I, I, Frank, I like his game. I like okay. He's it's he's a high floor guy to me. I don't know that he's a star. And him going one actually surprised me to be <laughs> honest with you. Um, but he can play. It, it's a very safe pick. Um, He's a dude that I think, as kind of the season progressed uh, for Duke, he was doing some of that inside-outside, you know, kind of, you know, hit okay. the spot-up shot. Just, 
you know, it's the type of thing where colleges have a, have a big problem sort of defending, right? Where the guy that got the defensive rebound kicked it out and then doesn't sprint right to the basket is leaking to the wing for that nice. three. And the big man that was cut, that was dealing with him on the other end is like, where is he? It'll be, it'll be better in the association. <laughs> right, it'll right. be tougher for him, but, mm-hmm. but he can play. He, okay. he's, he's pretty good. He, he was the guy that made them go on that really good Duke team. Um, you know, he and AJ Griffin kind of would alternate taking those big shots and, and Williams kind of knew who he was as the, you know, the guy that was just the, 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 the glass man, the cleaner upper, you know, who okay. dunk everything and catch lobs. But Ben Carroll can play. I, I just, Again, one overall. Mm. Oh man, I don't know. Uh, that's that, that's interesting to me. To me, he's one of those teams, or one of those guys that where, for example, let's say you were on the clock at five and you go, "Oh, Ben Carroll's still here. Great, let's run it up to the commissioner. Right, no brainer, no problem." One one to me is mm-hmm. like this is transformative. We could we could have taken anybody in the world, or we could have traded this pick for the biggest haul. Yeah, and this is where we went. I, I don't think he has as high a ceiling as Jabari Smith. Uh, and I want to get to your point about Holmgren in a second, but yeah. but Smith Smith also had had a couple questions for me. I, I mean that in that loss to Miami, I'm kind of going anytime now, anytime now, <laughs> right. superstar, you want to yeah. take over this thing. Yeah. Uh, but a dude, it's tantalizing a guy six ten who could shoot mid forties forties percent from three in a pretty damn good conference mm-hmm. and dominate games at times in the SEC was really impressive. But there are too many of those possessions, Frank, where nobody else touches the ball. It's about 175 dribbles, and it's a step back three, and you're kind of going, right? Yeah, is this mm-hmm. it? I don't yeah. know, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. But but we'll see, you know, how, how it translates into the association. But he'll he'll get his 20. Uh, it's just a matter of you know, is, is it within the flow, and is it you know just sort of ruining everyone else's time? But to Holmgren, he's a dude I can't get a feel for. Like yeah. let's let's say, God forbid, you and I both go into a coma tonight and wake up in four years. If if you found out that Chet Holmgren was a top ten player in the league and was doing what Anthony Davis was supposed to do, would uh, you be stunned? Would you be stunned? I don't know that I would be. If you woke up in those same four years and found out that Chet Holmgren is now, you know, a ESPN thirty for thirty cautionary tale, yeah. uh, and, and he works at a diner. I wouldn't be stunned at that either. I have no feel. I have None. no idea. Well, the thing it's about him is that. like in the tournament, didn't he get in foul trouble and was non-existent yep. in their elimination game? Yes. And look, this dates me back and I'm older than you. And I remember guys you just knew watching the tournament. Oh, God. Glenn Robinson. Oh, he's going to be a problem. Chris Webber, going to be a problem. Uh, the yeah. list goes on. Penny Hardaway, going to be a huge yep. problem. You just knew guys were going to translate. And nowadays, we have no idea in the top five, Danny, whether these guys yeah. will translate. That's what's so it's, amazing about where we are in basketball. Well, it's, it's a great point. I mean, listen, but, you know, so this is not me pushing back. This is me offering. Yeah, there were misses then, too. Oh, you sure. Know, like, sure. So, so many Sam Bowie's over, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, over, yeah. over MJ. Sure. But you put your, I put your point stands, I think, because you had three years of college experience. And you sort of figured it out mm-hmm. and see which way the arrow was, was trending. Now, if guys are 21, everyone's yeah. kind of making that, he's a little old. I don't know, because everybody's 18 <laughs> or 19 or, or a G League Ignite this or that or the other thing. You sort of don't know what you don't know here um, about so many players. But it's I just I can't do it in the top two or three yeah. if you weren't if you weren't the best player on your team mm-hmm. if if you weren't the guy that they would go to when you when they needed a bucket now throughout the year when they're playing St Mary's or Mount St Mary's whichever St Mary's is in their conference or like Air Force or whoever he's he's blocking every shot in sight I mean you know even yeah. guys are trying to get go into his body the way you would think you could you could do to someone that's that real thin he's got condor wings for arms 
He's blocking everything. He was really influential <laughs> defensively. Moved his feet a little bit better than, you know, for like, someone that size that you think is smooth, and you could see some offensive upside there. And especially now, where you can't touch anybody in, yeah. in the league, and you know, there's no hand check, and that maybe you think, okay, but he's not Kevin Durant. You know, no. he's not somebody that, that's going to get a bucket on you. I, I just don't know. Yeah. I don't know with him. And that's the kind of dude to be. I was. I was talk about this on my show a lot. Is there certain dudes that? where it's a no-brainer, where it's no problem, and it's easy, right, to your point. If it misses, the whole world would have missed. That's the kind of dude that gets you fired. That's the kind of dude that if you're wrong, yeah. oh, my God, you're going to be so wrong. But if you're right, everyone's uh-huh. singing praises, and, and you were a visionary. But if you're wrong, oh, man, <laughs> th- does it crash and burn so bad. <laughs> he reminds me of Sean Bradley all of a sudden, even though he's a little yep. taller. Oh, my God. Yep. That was seven. He seven. He was seven three coming out of BYU. Remember, he was going to change the game. Holy oh, God. Of course. 1993 yeah. or something. Oh. Who was uh, who? Who was your favorite favorite player in this draft? I want to see if it's the same as mine. There were uh, two guys that I love. You know, I'll be honest with you. I, I mean, from the I was almost looking at it more from a Wizards perspective the whole time. I wasn't mm-hmm. thinking, oh, this is a guy I would love to have. But the kid out of Purdue, Ivy, I, love I think he's going to be a monster. And he what he got? He ended up in Detroit, right? And so they've got talking about positionless basketball. They got yep. they got Ivy now. They got uh, Cunningham, who was the number one pick last year. They got uh, the kid mm-hmm. out of Sidwell uh, Bay. So mm-hmm. you know they're they're creating some good things there in Detroit. But that would be that was the kid. I I really was like, okay, I get it. He is a legit top three pick, and he slipped to number five. So number who, five. Who, who else did you have? That was that uh, well, was my guy. I, Ivy was my one seed. And, nice. And listen, I, I want I don't want people to, to hear this and say that Danny Rudy is an idiot. He made a ridiculous comparison. Again, it's a comp. There's a little Dwayne Wade to me. Uh, okay. Watch watching yeah. him play. Yeah, right? I can see Where that. it's he, he's not a one. He's he's not really anything. He's mm. a dude that that has that explosive step and has those those kind of step through angles and stronger than you think. Mm-hmm. Finishes in all these kind of awkward ways through your contact and you know kind of developing as a shooter. I, I just he's a guy that didn't start out the year starting by the way at Purdue. Is that right? To, oh my god! He was okay. trying, to, trying to make some point, and okay. finally he's like, "Okay, I have to stop trying to make that point. This kid is too nasty. We're just right. too much. We're so good when he's on the court. Uh, he's a badass. I, I, to be honest with you, I would have taken him one-one. And I know that's a mm-hmm. kind of a ballsy thing, but I think he's special. Uh, my other guy was Benedict Mathurin, a kid from Arizona. Okay, yeah. Who I think is just scratching the surface. I, I don't have a great comparison for him, mm-hmm. but the guy closest for me it reminds me of was Scottie Pippen. Oh snap! That, okay, that that. You know, there's no one thing where you would go, he's great at that. He's like, a, you know, if you've got your, your Madden-style ratings out of 100, he's like a 75 to 80 in everything. <laughs> right. You know, he's right. a pain in the ass on defense. Got get that key rebound. You know, you think of that sequence for Pippen when he's blocking Charles Smith three times. That's something Mathurin would do. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like that mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Where what what do we need right now? This minute is it a big offensive rebound? Is it a, is it a you know a bucket in transition? Is it a knockdown jumper? I feel like I've watched that guy do a little bit of everything. I don't know where he ends up or how, how good he's ultimately going to be, but there's a little Pascal Siakam to him. There's a little of that, you know, uh, that toughness and mm-hmm. that tenacity to go with pretty damn good skill set, I feel like. So okay. those are my two favorites, but it was Ivy was my was my clear number yeah. one. I think that's the best yeah. one in the draft. Yeah, he, he was special, man. So, yeah, Detroit, I think, got a, a nice uh, nice selection there. Watch out, watch out for the Pistons now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before I let you go, man, let, let's try to chat about uh, this big stand-up uh, deal that you're doing. I think next week, is that right? 
Or is it Monday, a couple man. The, Monday, the, the normal week. customary yeah. night. Yeah, for, okay. uh, for stand-up awesome. comedy, Monday the uh, the 27th. Okay. DC Improv's 30th anniversary. The, Jeez. You know, not just because it's my, you know, my club where I started and everything else, but I've I've traveled everywhere. I've performed at a lot of places. It is the be- one of the best clubs in the whole world, man. It really is special. And, nice. and the cool thing about it is people know it, right? The sure. who work so many different spots, they know it. And the DC Improv kind of shot up the flare gun, and we're like, "Hey, you know, anybody who can who can post among our favorites that that uh, that that you know that work here, we'd love for you to come out to the celebration." So they got uh, Steve Byrne, who was just an absolute riot. Tony Woods is just a DC legend. He's the guy Chappelle grew up idolizing. Uh, he'll be on the show. Jessica uh, Kirsten, Rachel Feinstein, Christian Finnegan, who was on um, uh, the Chappelle Show. Speaking of Dave Chappelle, he was the guy that was Chad in the Mad Real World, uh, who got stabbed. Uh, who lost his girlfriend to Tyree? I'm just oh hilarious. my god! He's one of the greats. Uh, so my buddy Jason Weens, who hosts the morning show on WPGC, uh, is on the show as well. So oh, nice. it's uh, it's a big kind of variety group. They have a bunch of different uh, okay. couple local numbers like myself, and a couple you know a few major headliners will be in town. There are a couple surprises, etc. But it's a uh, it's a neat thing, man, because it's not actually at the Improv. Oh, the Improv's having their party at the 9:30 club. No way. So okay. It'll be really really cool to uh, to be able to do it. But yeah, it's seven o'clock on Monday. You can just go to dcimprov.com for text. Awesome, man. And uh, we really appreciate you coming on and, and have fun on Monday night. And we will talk soon. And we appreciate your time, man. And uh, enjoy your new uh, your new abode there in Virginia, my friend. Yes, I appreciate <laughs> that, dude. Thank you, man. Always, always good to catch up with you, my friend. All right, man. Thank you so much. Danny Ruye of 106.7 The Fan, Grant and Danny Show, uh, 2 to 6.30. Uh, here in the nation's capital. So uh, just some thoughts on the Wizards and where they're going to go from here. It uh, looks like they're going to run it back unless they make a move and try to get some help in the uh, backcourt position. But the key word here is positionless basketball. So they're trying to convince themselves, hey, if we can't get a guard, we are going to um, try to we're trying to bring this new kid on and make him handle the rock. Maybe Beal and KCP will be interchangeable. Even Avdia will, will take the point guard spot. So, hey, the the pick is in. The Wizards get Davis out of Wisconsin, and we'll just we'll see how this all shakes out. Uh, you know, I don't think it's going to make much of a difference right now. But checking out BetRivers.com. Let's check out <laughs> check out the future picks. I don't think that tonight's selections have any bearing. Why is my cord like? Do you hear that? It was like jittering or something. Um, let me see here. Let's look at the um, NBA futures to win the East. The Wizards are at plus $25,000 at betrivers.com. Uh, to win the NBA championship, Golden State is favored at plus 450. The Wizards are at plus 50K to win the NBA championship next year. Golden State, by the way, is plus 250 to win the West. The favorite to win the East next year, it's this dual split Bucks and the Celtics at plus 300. (laughs) Great, 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 great. All right, so to recap uh, our plays tonight, the uh, Nationals are on the road visiting the Texas Rangers. Rangers are minus 175. Nats at plus 148. Over under is nine at Bet Rivers uh, Sportsbook. I am going to take 
Texas minus one seventy five. We'll take we'll take the home team Rangers as the Nats try to avoid a two game losing skid. Do me a favor, download and subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast, and follow me on Twitter at jfrankhandrahan. Follow at funny danny as well. My guest today at Bed Rivers at Veasan Live. We will talk to you on Monday. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you then. This has been the DC CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. I'm Frank Hanrahan from Veasan. See you.